company actually increases job performance by 56%. It's like a lot of times all of that 3D data is there. They've done the work, they've done the engineering, they've done the slopes, they've done all the 3D polylines are already in their file. There's just a huge disconnect between what they do and the builders right now. There's 13,000 available unfilled construction jobs in this country, 11 million available unfilled jobs overall in this country. One of the great cultures things I see in construction is people just get it done. At the end of the day, we've built 100% of the building. There's no 80-20 rule. Think of the technology that has been that has been brought into existence in the last 60 years, and you think of the productivity gains that have, say, occurred in agriculture, which is up 1,750%, or manufacturing, which is up 400%, and construction is flat to negative. This was always supposed to just be a six-episode mini-series. Stacey, <laughs> I want to remind you of that. Good morning. It is morning huddle time. Chad Prinky here, as always, with my guest host, or, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, co-host, <laughs> producer, and um, uh, Revenge of the Cough, uh, coming back to get you, Stacy. Coming back again. I know. It's been a rough two months for me. I've been pretty sick. <laughs> oh, man. No fun to have that over the summer either. No, it's not. And it's making me nervous for fall and winter when, you know, you normally get sick. So how is this going to go? Maybe you reverse it this time. Maybe maybe you flip flip it on its head. I keep this. Here's here's a little uh, insane look at at my brain. I keep this calendar in my basement, which is where I exercise in the morning, and I keep it there with uh, so I can mark off what I'm doing right. And 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 I like I can mark off how many days I've exercised. It's just kind of like a habit to make sure that I always meet my goals, right? Okay. Kind of nerdy, but it's, but it's what I do. Uh, this year I added a category for how many days I'm sick. <laughs> you were sick a lot this year too. Yeah. And, and, and so, but, but I can, oh man, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Can, this, can I, can I unsay this to jinx my story? First? <laughs> uh, but I haven't, I haven't had a sick day. I flipped back through. I was like, I haven't, I've been feeling really good. I haven't had a sick day since like April. Oh, it's just crazy. Not a single day where I felt, uh, you know, that wasn't self-inflicted uh, after too much celebration, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that's, that, that has, those days have happened. I think it's in the single digits, but they've existed. Uh, the exercise routine before April too? Oh yeah. So I've been, get this, I've been doing uh, 20 workouts a month. So the way I classify a workout is it's got to be focused 20 minutes or more. Uh, you know, uh, of, of real sort of exercise. I've done 20 workouts a month at minimum for the past five years. I started doing it, put it, put a calendar in my basement and just uh, kind of taking it off. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that like I, every year I ask, I, I, I consider like, should I up it to 25 or something? You know what, dude, it's just good enough. That's like, it's enough. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and it's you've been consistent with it. You made it a habit. So that's awesome. It's really easy, uh, for, for me to keep up on now. If I could only do that with other things in my life, you know, that's new so habits, cool. breaking old bad ones, starting new ones. We'll just have to do a show on habits. It won't be construction related, but it'll be for my and your benefit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to bring on our guest today, who is a two time guest. Uh, to the morning huddle, we have got uh, Oscar Garcia. Oscar, so, uh, so good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, uh, Stacy, Chad. Thank you so much for ha having me again. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. 
Yeah, yeah. thanks for coming back. We're excited to hear about all these new updates. So, so yeah, to like refresh everybody, we had uh, Oscar on in season one and we were talking about uh, the unique needs of the Latin American workforce in construction. And it was a really interesting conversation that spanned all kinds of topics. And one of the key topics that we kind of touched on was safety and creating better safety environments for the Latin American workforce. And what uh, Oscar has been working on since uh, we had him on the show back in like 2021, Stacy, if you can freaking imagine that. <laughs> um, but back back in 21, when we had Oscar on, um, uh, a lot's changed, and uh, and the you know sort of the artificial intelligence landscape has made an impact in his world, and uh, he's he's got some updates on that front. So looking forward to that conversation. Uh, hopefully a vibrant discussion in the LinkedIn chat for those of us, uh, those of you who are joining us live and uh, Stacy to spare you the, the fear of uh, having a coughing attack. Uh, I will, uh, I will, I will uh, mute you and, and put you in the background and you can jump back on here uh, with uh, five or 10 minutes left. All right. Thank you. See you, Stacey. <laughs> See you. Um, all right. So uh, let's talk about the current status. Just give us a, a brief update. Talk about your technology. Talk about what you've been doing with it and, and the impact of AI. Just uh, you know, a couple of minute primer for the audience. Absolutely. Uh, some of the new features that we have that we didn't have back in 2021, uh, we have uh, something that we call the need to say chat. And it's this uh, platform in the app that construction American and Hispanic construction workers used to communicate uh, with no language barriers. Uh, we also have uh, a, a, another feature where construction workers can ask any, question, any questions related to safety. That's, that's also a new feature. Um, and, and the last one, the last feature that we have, it's more for, for safety managers that whenever they see someone who's not doing something correctly at the work site or after a, tool, a toolbox talk or something like that, they can just assign a video to their, the, the entire crew or just one single worker. Uh, and, and, and then they can just track uh, that uh, on, on the dashboard and see if it's in progress, see if they have completed that. So uh, this is in addition to the previous uh, features that we had where um, American or Hispanic workers could learn English or Spanish for the construction industry. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So, so you, we have, you have an app. The app is called Need to Say, Need the Number to Say, correct? Yes, that's correct. And it's this uh, specially designed application to help English speaking uh, workers and Spanish speaking workers to have no language barrier when it comes to everything happening on the job site. That's that's the kind of vision. Is that right? That's it. Exactly. So um, in in the need to say app, um, you know, I'm from Mexico and I let's say I don't speak any English. Right. And um, we uh, are working together at the same construction site, um, and it, it's hard for me to communicate with you. 
And so the only thing that I do is I, I rely on the only bilingual person. Um, and, and it, and it's it just, if something happens, I just going to have to wait for this person to show up, um, so that they can communicate whatever I need to say to you. Um, and so the need to say app, uh, solves this problem because now I can communicate directly with you. So basically I open the need to say app, there's a chat, um, and I can just send you a message. And you get the message um, in your native language. Yep. But the what we have done with the Need to Say app is that when it comes to the translation of that message, we've developed our own AI system. For instance, uh, just a, a, a few weeks ago, someone was trying to um, was trying to was send out a, a message with the word flagger flagger guard. And in the, you know, Google Translate or any other, other translators that are up there, there's no translation for right. that in Spanish. Yep. And there, there's just one example, right? But the, there, there's no translation. So because it's in, such a because it's such a, a specific language or exactly. you know, a term that's niche to the construction industry. Exactly. It, it's it's not hitting a Google Translate where, yeah, that makes total sense. Yep. Exactly. And and it, and then. And this, this, this is just a basic term. Now, if you add to that something that it's like regional, like it's a phrase or word that is just used in the South or used in the North, you know, things like that, it gets more complicated. And so what we've done with the system is that we're teaching all of those, you know, different, you know, English or Spanish varieties that we have because someone can, could be from Mexico or from Central America, South America, and they have a different way to call things, you sure. know? And so we have to make sure that we, we're using the system that it's, that is teaching itself to, to provide just better translations. Um, and then we went a step further with um, audio translation because we know that construction workers are busy, right? So we wanted to, add this feature where I could just send you an audio and you get the audio translated, right? And we can all move on. You know, I don't have to, you don't have to wait for that bilingual person. And then, when, but when you see the message, like for instance, I, as, a, as an English learner, I see the English me message and I see the Spanish message. So that helps me to keep learning the language. It's not just like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, forget about my my dream of learning Spanish for the construction industry or, or English for the construction industry. No, you can still um, learn by by being able to see both both messages at the same time. And so that also helps. That's something that construction workers like because they can see both messages and then they keep learning themselves. So so I have a, a kind of this is this is great. And I love to hear the advancement of your technology. And I'm sure um, you know, water, or, I'm sorry, uh, wider and broader adoption of, of, of your technology over the past couple of years. Uh, here's a, here's a question that popped into my mind as you're talking, you know, most general contractors require an English speaking foreman manager of some sort to be yeah. on site from the trade contractor. Does have you found that 
that has changed at all with the application of this technology? Is that have has it actually uh, you know kind of eliminated the language barrier to the extent that we're you know I I no longer if I'm a concrete contractor I no longer have to have an English speaking person on the job site. I will be able to answer that question in a year from now, uh, Chad, because we just launched this app. Uh, we have uh, several companies right now, general contractors um, that are going to deploy the app in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, we we tested our beta in June, um, and um, right now, Apple and 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 Android, Google, they just. Uh, released our new version. Um, so we have had several reiterations in the app. And, but, you know, your question kind of sparks uh, or reminded me of something else. Um, here in California, I, I did not know this, but here in California, there, as you know, many, uh, you know, uh, foremen that are the the children of immigrants right sure. so someone from mexico right and so what happens is is that of course they speak english the problem is they're spanish uh they do speak spanish but they <laughs> speak a spanish that is limited right to the construction industry that is limited and so it's actually doing the opposite for them because they want to communicate with the workforce and even if they do speak spanish but this is what we call, um, you know, in, in, in the English as a second language world or linguistics, yeah. um, we call this the, you know, the, the um, like when you speak English or Spanish at, at the playground, right? Someone says, hey, do you, you know, are you having a good time? Yes or no, right? Those are basic questions that you know. But then when you ask questions, more specific technical questions, about a certain aspect of, let's say, in construction, right? You ask something about scaffolds. You ask something about OSHA. That's technical. They didn't learn this when they were children. They didn't learn this at school because it was just English only, right? So, so for them, it's really hard to for them to say, "Oh, I want to say this word, but I actually don't know how to say it. Um, I just know the basic, you know, uh, the basics in Spanish." So it's actually the opposite for them. So it's really interesting. I, it was something that I never thought that you know a, a lot of these people that I thought that they were fully bilingual. Well, it turns out that they're not fully bilingual. They still need to use the app. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, I, I, I didn't ever, I, I did not think about the, the language barrier with, um, you know, the foreman to the, to the field when, when that, when that person is of, you know, uh, Latin American descent, that's, that's, um, uh, and, and of course, you know, California is a very different, didn't you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you also spend time in the construction industry in Alabama? Absolutely. It, we studied in Birmingham, Alabama, and um, actually, several of the companies who are going to uh, go, or, you know, with um, uh, do the pilots, uh, will do it in Birmingham. Uh, there's well, we we have a really strong network in Alabama. They have been super supportive um, of this, and and so we're really looking forward to this. And and in Alabama, you have uh, just it's just a different. Um, way when it comes to you know communication, it's different than California. Different needs. Uh, when we moved to California, we thought, oh, I, 
California, I'm sure the majority of the people are bilinguals. They're not going to need something like this. I was wrong. <laughs> and I was in San Diego uh, the other day, and, and the needs for something like this is just huge. I never thought about this. And again, it all goes back to, to, to that, right? They, yeah, they do know how to say, what's your name in, in Spanish. But then when it comes to more technical things, it's like, I don't know how to say that. I don't know how to ask that. So it's different. Yeah. And so, so, so I want to, this is not a prepared line of conversation, Oscar. You have the right to tell me, I don't want to sure. talk about this, but okay. I, 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 you know, it's something that, uh, that strikes me as I work with companies all over the country. And I think you, you know, have, I, my exposure is very limited when it comes to the field. My, my, my field exposure is, um, uh, you know, maybe 5% or less of the time that I spend with a company, I'm almost always focused on project management, estimating and the executive suites, yeah. right? Yes. Um, in the, you, and you're, you're probably the exact opposite. You probably have a lot of exposure to the field. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that's you. how would you describe the difference? What do you see that's most different between the way the construction labor force is set up in the deep South, for example, as compared to uh, California? What, what do you, what do you see as the biggest difference structurally? Because I have, I have some theories, but I, w I wonder what it, what it's like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Cause it's a pretty broad question. I'll tell you why I ask. One of the things that I, I perceive, and it could be wrong, but what I perceive is that in, in, um, on the West coast and as well on the East coast in the, in the DC market, I can speak of you know, very intimately the labor force okay, is pretty much in two camps. There's the employed, the, the W-2 labor force that's, that's, you know, works for the, the subcontractors. And the subcontractors are pretty large, sophisticated businesses that have the ability to do framing or drywall or fill in the blank, right? And they, and they, they have that labor force as employees. And then the other is a, a subcontracted labor force that again gets hired by the the framing contractor that goes to a subcontracted labor labor force that really is in 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 my view almost exclusively undocumented labor yes. that is that somebody that a labor broker is willing to gamble and yes. hire these people <laughs> you know what i mean and and say yeah. whoops okay you know we got pop you know and and we'll and we'll open it and it happens all the time uh, yes. on, on the East Coast and West Coast. My perception is that in the Deep South, that the general contractor plays almost a little bit more direct line right to that labor pool, that they're not, there isn't as much of a, of a separation between the, the so, so on the East Coast, the, the general contractor hires the subcontractor, the subcontractor hires the, the labor broker, right? I, my perception is that in Alabama, the general contractor may just hire the labor broker, direct and kind of manage framing or manage drywall internally. Is that wrong? It, it, how do you see it play out? I, I see it play out as uh, it's pretty similar to, to, to the, to the East or here on the West coast okay. where uh, the general contractor hires the majority of their workers, in this case, Hispanic workers uh, through subcontractors. That's, Typically, how it works. Uh, 
Um, and, you know, for us, and it, it, when I started this uh, chat, I, I did not know that I was coming up with a technology. I was coming up with something that general contractors, subcontractors, you name it, uh, from big to small construction uh, companies, they have never tried something like this. Um, the, all, all of the technology that has been developed has been for the, either the safety manager, the foreman and, and above, you know, uh, yep. it has never, yeah, know, not, we haven't put technology in the hands of the workers, in, totally in the hands of the worker. No, in yep. the hands of the worker, they have never done anything for, for the actual, you know, tray or field worker. And this is the first time. And we really had a really, um, a hard time to figure out, okay, how are we going to deploy this? Because, you know, companies, um, they're general contractors that have said to us, we don't care if they don't work directly for us. Meaning if we, if they work through subcontractors, we want to give them access to the app because we want them to be safer. We want them to be more productive, you know, all these different things. And so we want to give them access. Uh, but one of the challenges is that, they don't have any info about about these workers. I mean, they, they don't have names, contact right. information, and things. That's like right. That. And it's like, right. how are how are we going to do, how are we going to do that, right? And so we have to figure out a way where they can do this in in a way that it's easy. They don't have to remember a pass password. They don't have to remember their email address or things like that. Right. The good thing, you know, what they say about technology, right? When you whenever there's something new out there. Uh, the biggest question is the timing. Is this the right time to have this, right? And so right now, it is the right time because the, the majority of uh, Hispanic workers, they have a smartphone. You know, they know, how to, they know how to use a smartphone. They know how to download apps. Yep. They know how to yep. do all the, you know, navigate all these different things. So that's a good thing. Um, here in California, it's no different. Um, so the I, I'm, I guess the, the children of immigrant, uh, they, you know, they are the ones who have the W-2, you know, full time workers yep. and things like that. But when it comes to the, the rest of the immigrants, it's, it's just through they work through subcontractors. Um, it's something that was kind of, you know, I, I kind of knew this, but I did not know the exact number. Um, so I had a conversation with um, ABC National um, and they they said to me, you know, Oscar, there's in the country, um, <clears throat> um, there's 72 percent of the construction workforce are Hispanics yep. of the trade worker. Um, and and, and, and I, again, like no matter where you are, I mean, you could be here in L.A., you could be in New York, in, in Birmingham, Alabama, and the majority of the people you're going to see at the job site, it's going to be Hispanic workers, right? And so so for us, it's, it's, it's been a big challenge. And also for us, one of the, big, the biggest challenges is for, to, for, for companies to give themselves an opportunity and try something like this. It's like, you know, do something for your trade worker, for your field worker for the first time learn more about them, learn about their needs, learn about what they have to say. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you're going to be more profitable. You're going to be more productive. You're going to be safer. Your workers are going to be safer because they will be able to communicate. 
Yeah, I, we we've got um, the 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 uh, labor force in the United States has been made up of largely immigrants for our entire history. Yeah, <clears throat> and, um, and and those those immigrants, much as the Latin American workforce today. Uh, in certain states has already happened and in other states is is a decade or two away, become full-fledged Americans. It's just the way yeah. it, they, they do. They yeah. just become, and, and, they, yeah. and they have closer ties to their American roots than they do mm-hmm. to their, to their ancestral roots, right? That, yes. that, that come from, that come from uh, the, the original first generation immigrants that, that, you know, that came here. Um, I think this, we, we, I agree with you completely that we're in a time today where the timing is right. People do have the ability to provide the workforce with tools to keep them safer, more productive, and more included. And uh, I sincerely hope that, you're, that, the, that the next year goes extremely well for your platform and that we see it go national. I have a question uh, before I, before I pull uh, Stacy back on here. And, and that is uh, if somebody wanted to learn more about need to say, and, and if they, if they wanted to engage with you in uh, a conversation about how to pull this into their organization, how would they do that? Yeah, they could, they can just go to our uh, website, uh, need uh, number two, say.com. Um, and they can just either send us an email uh, call us there are different uh, ways on how they can uh, touch base with us and we'll 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 give them you know a free trial for them to, to test the app and 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 see all the different features of the app and learn more about uh, the app and how you know for the first time we are given um, Hispanic construction workers the opportunity to learn more about OSHA to communicate directly with their um, um, American uh, uh, colleagues, to uh, be able to learn um, English uh, for the construction yep. industry. You know, um, this is this is huge for them because they, like you said, they're in this country. They uh, really want to learn more about not just about the language, but about the culture. Um, you know, there is this sense of, 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 uh, of belonging, you know, they want to belong. It's not just like, all right, I'm here. I work and, you know, in the construction industry, we have to remember that they have children, you know, their children were born here. And, and so they, they all want to be part of, of, of this amazing country. Right. And so, and so they're, they're here, you know, they're, they, they work you know, uh, crazy hours, uh, they're doing all this work. And so at the end of the day, whenever you talk to to these people, they're like, you know, I'm doing my best so that, you know, my children can go to college later, can get an education. I love what I do. Construction is my, is, is, the, is my passion. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And for a lot of them, they wish they could learn more about the, the construction industry and grow more in the construction industry. So why not, you know, with all this, you know, you hear all this news about the, the, the workforce, uh, that there, there aren't enough workers and there's a shortage and all these different things. Uh, well, 
um, there are all these people that are, you know, trying their best at the construction industry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, and, and I've seen it. I'm sure, I'm sure you have too, where there are people, people who de develop a conversational capability in English, if not full fluency, it's a ticket to advancement. It just is. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and so, um, and, and I would say the, the, the opposite is also true for, for field management, uh, that is native English speakers who develop conversational capability in, in Spanish. That's a, t a ticket to advancement as well. There's, there's a lot of opportunity, uh, both directions here. And, and I, I hope, you know, we see people continuing to meet each other halfway yeah. and, and, uh, and, and, you know, working as effectively as possible together again for better project outcomes and most important. Yeah. Influence. Yeah. There's a, there's a foreman from, from Alabama that he, I was at a construction site with him in Abilene, Texas. And he said, Oscar, listen, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for these people. I wouldn't have a job, the job right. I have, wouldn't have the house I have. And I, if I'm here, it's because of them. And, and for me to hear that from a foreman, you know, someone like him, I mean, it really, uh, it was pure motivation for me to, to keep, you know, working on this technology, to keep developing, to, to, to say, you know, we're really onto something to help all of these people and the companies uh, just to, to uh, again, not just to be safer and more productive, but at the end of the day, it's a win-win for everybody. Agreed. Agreed. All right, Stacy, what kind of questions do we have? Yeah. I just wanted to make a comment. I was at a job site tour at NAWIC maybe a couple months ago, and there was, um, it was all women job site tour, but there was a huge um, group of Hispanic women who were in charge of the concrete and same problem. We had to wait for an interpreter. And so that was just a little frustrating um, because we all wanted to talk to each other and answer yeah. questions. And so your app would have been great for that group. Um, <clears throat> me and you talked offline a little bit about, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, um, safety manuals and maybe like safety inspections and other documents where companies need, or even employment applications. I don't know where your app is with those kinds of things where you need everything in Spanish and in English so people can apply. Can yes. you speak on that? Absolutely. So right now, what we currently have right now, if if uh, if you go to the Need to Say app right now, so we have something where there's a feature where you can go and ask uh, any question related to safety to OSHA, right? So at you know at you know how to use scaffolds or at at what point do I need to use a handrail, whatever whatever question you want to ask, right? Now uh, what we're working on right now it's a it's a new technology where the answers will come directly from the safety manual from the company from the from from that specific general contractor uh safety manual so that um you know one of the big problems that we have right now with the internet right now uh or search engines or chat gpt you name it the problem right now is that um the answers that you get, they're not vetted. They cannot tell you this is this is accurate, this is correct, this is actually what OSHA says. So this is what you know the company safety manual says about this. Uh, the problem that we're solving is it's um, 
we call this the classifier. So you will ask the question and it's going to go through the classifier and it's going to, it's going to uh, take your question either to get it from the safety manual or get the, the, uh, to get the answer from the safety manual, to get the answer from, if it's just a general question, it can go directly to the internet. Um, but it will come back and give you the answer and it's going to be a verified answer. It's going to tell you that it comes from your program um, safety manual, right? So it's going to show you that. The questions could be in any language, of course. Um, and But what we're working on, it's something uh, really good for companies because you know, typically safety manuals are 400 to 500 pages, right? And then, you know, it contains all this super important information in case of an emergency, in, 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 if you just want to learn more about OSHA, or even, you know, sometimes just want to learn the procedure of something that you're doing. But it's more, now, but it's more about those four, those 500 pages are, are often more about protecting the company against legal action than they are against actually protecting yeah. the people. And it's, it's not that that information isn't available, but I think that's probably where you're headed. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. And it's like, you know, wouldn't it be awesome to give your workers access to all of that information that can make them safer, that can make them uh, more um, knowledgeable about the work that they're doing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be speaking at Fresno, uh, in, in Fresno, California on Thursday. And, and, and I, and I said to myself, I should probably look and, and see, you know, what kind of accidents they have in Fresno. So I can kind of be more, you know, speak with real examples from their community. And, and there it was, you know, a, a ton of accidents. Uh, there was someone who was, uh, just recently had an accident with power lines they were they were using um, a certain equipment and it touched the power lines and it and it's a, a lot of this um, again it has to do with uh, because of the lack of knowledge of if I'm gonna use this equipment you know I need to pay attention to this you know the power lines to all these different things all these different aspects and, you know people they you know some of the construction workers of the Hispanic workforce some of them very few of them have completed OSHA 10. Very few. Um, and so with the need to say app, you know, you would give them access to more than OSHA 10, more than OSHA 30 for some of those questions that they have daily. You know, daily questions is like, I just don't know, like if it's a measurement, if it's whatever, you can just ask the question and, and just be more, you know, ha have a better answer so that you can you can make better decisions day to day of work. So that's basically, you know, what we're doing, what we're working on uh, with, with this new uh, technology that we have in the app. Nice. Um, I think that's all I have, unless you have any more questions, Chad. No, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, excited to see where things uh, go with this technology. I sincerely hope that some of our uh, audience reaches out to you to explore this further. I think the more opportunity you get to put it into practice, the more practical it will become. And, um, you know, I, I think what you're doing is uh, it's a it's a good thing for the industry overall uh, and a good a good thing for all those all those human beings that, that give their lives to the industry and, get, you know, give give all their energy. Um, 
you know, to, to uh, create a better environment for them, period, and, and, uh, and for everyone. So uh, best of luck, Oscar. Please be in touch. Keep us posted on your progress. Uh, hopefully we'll have you back here in another year or so, and we'll hear some awesome things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Stacey, Chad. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, as you know, it takes a village to, to develop, to build something like this. I really appreciate your support. Um, and, and, and again, uh, we, we're really, you know, we're passionate about this. Um, and, and part of my passion comes from my dad. You know, he uh, was an immigrant, came to this country, spoke no English. And I saw firsthand how difficult it was for him uh, to communicate, to, you know, keep his job because of misunderstandings, because of injuries, because of all kinds of different things. And I, and I said to myself, at some point, I want to do something for some some for people like him, right? So I'm, I, it feels really good to do something like this uh, because it, it reminds me of, of of him, of my dad. And I'm thinking, I'm sure that a lot of people will take the advantage and and and, and see the benefit in this. And my hope is that general contractors, companies in general, can see this and 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 and, and see it in a way that the uh, at, the at the end of the day the benefit the, the it, it will be for them for them as a company because uh, again uh, you know if you have workers are doing the right thing you have workers that are informed workers that, that communicate whatever aspects are whatever is happening you're just going to be uh, a lot better in, in, in any in, in any project whatever you're doing is just going to be a lot better well, when you're when what you are doing is not just uh, you know good for one group but good for all groups, it should uh, it should yeah. take off. So, all the best, Oscar. Thank we'll you. see you Thank soon. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you. you. See you. All right, Stacy. I'll keep this quick. <laughs> oh, there it was. I knew a cough was coming. <laughs> I am so hard to hold it. I was. I knew. I could see. I was like, she's. You, there's a. <sighs> yeah, it's okay. I've been there. I will. I'm sure be there again. Here, not so. Not in the not so distant future. <laughs> um. So, uh, join us next week, uh, for the same time uh, at the same time for uh, episode 57. Okay. It is with uh, my good friend Brett Harton. Uh, who's going to be on talking to us about developing future construction leaders. He's got a, a really cool personal story of his journey of coaches and mentors and, and maybe um, not so good leaders that he also got a chance to learn from along the way and uh, that, that helped to shape him. And uh, we'll just be having a really interesting discussion that I think is relevant to everybody in the, in, in the industry. How do we develop more leaders? And if you're a, an up and coming leader yourself, maybe some ideas and tips for, for ways that you can, um, you know, it, it accelerate your growth and, and do so in, in a way that positions you for, um, for promotion. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and as always email us to be added to our weekly mailing list, uh, reach out to Stacy H at steeltoecom.com. Stacy will get you set up and, uh, our mailing list continues to expand with people who are uh, just trying to stay in the loop and not have to search for that invite on LinkedIn if they want to join live. So uh, Stacy, anything else uh, before we jump? No, I think you covered it all. Thanks for <laughs> covering this. Doing a little more talking today to keep you. Yeah. From, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully next week I'm a little bit better. <laughs> hey, it's, it's what we do. We, we cover for each other, Stace. <laughs> 
All right. Talk soon, everybody. Have a great day. Yeah, have a good one. See ya.